This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Moving on with Andy's thoughts from day one of Mandatory Veteran Minicamp 2002. Andy, uh, Coach spoke today just a whisker before noon o'clock. And to me, uh, Lord Belichick, the emperor, good, was in midseason form already, particularly when asked, I believe, I think it was by our pal Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald. Maybe someone else asked it, but we all read his tweet quickly. Uh, something about if the offense is going to look new this season. Uh, your takeaways from the coach, day one. I don't know. Oh, I have to answer more than he did. That was smart. I mean, like that was well that well played. So, so Belichick has asked, Coach, is the offense going to look new this season? And his answer was, I don't know. Holy smokes. Oh my god. I don't think he he wasn't, you know, it wasn't the worst of Belichick when he's deflecting and not answering and can be kind of cantankerous and all those things. But obviously, he's not going to offer up information. He admitted, yes. He used the word streamlined, that they have streamlined the offensive terminology. They are streamlining some things. He did say, we did it a couple of years ago on defense. And somebody asked, was that 19? And he was like, yeah, I think 19 and 20. We streamlined some things on that side of the ball. Um, and then there were various questions about, well, what does that mean? Are there going to be dramatic changes that we're going to see? And he's like, well, it's not not like we're going to run the Veer offense or stuff. You know, like, so that's where he started just, I'm not going to tell you guys what we're doing and how we're doing. You have to watch and, and see. But um, I think too much is being made of this personally. Mm, thank uh, you. And and I also, thankfully, um, at least one of the players that said the same damn thing was like Mike on when it was like, yeah, it's it's pretty much the same. Like there's a few words that change. You learn the new word and what it means and then you move on. Um, I don't think I think people are expecting more dramatic uh, alter alterations to the offense than they're going to get. Maybe if you were in the huddle and watched a play from last year, heard what it was called and then watched it from this year and heard what it was called. They're like, oh, yeah, they tweaked a couple things there. It was shorter. There weren't as many words, like blah, blah, blah. But I don't think it's going to be a, a dramatic uh, new scheme, as he kind of um, got into. And and this is a little working theory here. Okay. So I like this a little working a, theory. I think workshop, you may, when this podcast is being posted, it may also coincide with a column where I think our fixation on play caller, we'll get into that in a minute, on scheme, on terminology, and all these things, streamlining, we're all uh, focusing on the wrong things. Are the players any good on the offensive side of the ball? Like, I think this is all, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying this is a intentional distraction by Bill Belichick. I'm just saying the outside looking in seems like the media, fans, analysts are far more focused on who's calling plays, how they're calling plays, what plays they're calling, what scheme they're running, what is the uh, – then, correct me if I'm wrong, talent still wins in the NFL? Like, there you uh, go. Last time but, I checked. Like, even, like, Tampa Bay, they won with talent, and then we find out later that basically there was an internal struggle, right, 
between Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich and and Brady and Leftwich are drawing up game plans, and then Bruce Arians like, nope, don't like this, cross this out, cross this out. They were still pretty good. You know why? Talent. Their quarterback mm-hmm. was good. Their line was good. Their receivers were good. They had talent. There's and been I, internal struggles in Green Bay for years, and yet you want to know something? Still winning 13 games a year. Pretty much 13 and 4, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, however however you would like to package it or wrap it any given year. And I also was just thinking about this earlier before we recorded, gents, that in 2011, correct me if I'm wrong, the Patriots had a very successful, I won't say revolutionary, but a different offense than they had had in a long time when they kind of reinvented themselves with the two tight end sets, the Boston Tea Party, if you will, with Gronk and Hernandez, right? Billy O'Brien calling the plays. Billy takes a job as a head coach down with the Houston Texans. Josh returns. And what did the Patriots do in 2012? Kind of morphed into more of a running and play action team led by Stephen Ridley. That first game against the Titans, which they won against, of all people, the, the Hurt Locker, against Jake Locker, they ran the ball a ton. It looked like it was going to be more of a running and defense oriented team. And They didn't throw the ball nearly as much that year. There were phase shifts in the way the offense operated multiple times over the last couple of decades. It just happens to be that Bill is bringing in his buddy system of former coaches and assistants that are helping him run this uh, reconfigured but yet ultimately similar offense that's giving everyone pause. Oh, and also, last time we saw the Pats, they get their doors blown off and served to them on a silver platter, and the long season is taken, the offseason is taken friggin' forever. But the, 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 Part of your point that I would like to pull from is 2011, you had two tight ends. You went mm-hmm. in that direction. 07, obviously. You had two elite receivers, a slot and a and Rip a it and rip it, yep. So let's just forget about who's calling plays, whether the terminology is wordy or not. They tend to build their offense around their talent, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What is their talent? Like what if you were just Thank if you, you were sitting I've been saying this for months. They don't what, have what, that much. Well, all they, right. This see, is I why people think, get upset with you. This is why we can't have nice things. I'm this just is, saying, what do you have like what is your best offensive weapon? Damian best, Harris. But you worded it wrong. How many good offensive weapons do you have? One and a half. Maybe I'll take the over. Wait, I, I think Hunter over under good. Yeah. I think Wait, Damian they have Harris one and a half good. good. No, no, I think no, no, Kendrick no, no, Bourne no. is good. I'm already at three. Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Damian well, Harris, again, Ramondre Stevenson, maybe Devontae Parker. Come on. You Sean. ask that question and, and, and you, have to, you have to give you have to like there has to be some sort of qualifier for good. If you mean elite, none. No, if, if I meant mean, elite, I'd about, say how about elite. the, I how about the opposite of bad. OK, yeah. If even if you say good, it's still not that many. Okay, Sean, let me ask you this. Andy, you may shoot this. At least three. Fitzy gets to like eight. No, stop. It's not. It's not. That's just when I wake up in the morning. Maybe Uh, three on a good day. Uh, There's no shot. It's more than Hunter Henry is good. Kendrick Bourne is good. You, you, you want to change it to fine. You have, of all people, have established we know exactly what Hunter Henry is. Yeah, eighty catch or what is it? Sixty catches, six hundred yards. Sixty catches, like, eight hundred yards, and ten touchdowns. Holy shit! Anybody would sign up for that. Come on, that's fine. That's good. It's just it's lock, stock, and barrel. Fine. Like it's not. It's, oh, it's okay. Good. But let me let me it's ask you, Shime. Shime, would you prefer an offense? But you and this can't is what I was going to say a minute ago. Uh, no, no one is running the entire offense through him. No Let me get that's to my, my greater point. point. That's, but Let that's the issue. Let me get to my point. I wanted Make to ask the two point. of you, as I'm trying to like both drive and participate, would you rather have 
one, two, or up to three like elite talents on your offense, and then yes. a bunch of Jags elite, versus period. like an entire offense that's good. Yeah. Really? I want elites. It's yeah. not even close. That's it. Okay, See, that, but okay. that's my point. Is we're you talking about elites. building an offense around your talent. It's obvious when you have Moss and Welker what your talent is. It's obvious when you have Gronk and Hernandez what mm-hmm. your talent is. It's obvious mm-hmm. in 2000, whatever that was, four, that Corey Dillon, damn, this guy can run. We should probably hand him the ball so he gets like 1,600 yards and sets a fan. And what? may I actually also pause it in 2016, you had, you still had Gronk and you had Pry- and you had Edelman at his best yeah. and a sneaky great Chris Hogan. Well, Hogan, was, I'll leave to another day. All right, Hogan will fit right in on this right, receiving right. core. Yep. He's complimentary. He's good at times. My point Fine. is Fine. somebody has to pick – Unless you're just real, I know they love to be game plan week to week, but that's really hard to do. If you're just every week trying to figure out exactly what the matchups are, what the style is, and it's even harder to do when you have a coaching staff that isn't really that experienced at doing that on a weekly basis. So my whole point is just, I think we've been so fixated on the coaching and the play call and all these things we've talked about ad nauseum. And you guys got all pissy when when somebody, whoever it was we talked about, gave them like tier seven weapons. That was a, that was just absurd. That was I Mike Tannenbaum with tier pissy. seven. I was weapons. just trying oh, yeah. to be I was trying to be positive and put them in tier five instead of tier seven. Okay, and it's still not that great. We'll tier bump. five, tier we'll seven, bump. no matter what do you build around. That's my bigger point. Is and and maybe I think the simple answer. I don't know if it's right because we already talked about the house of cards that is the offensive line. I do think you have two pretty good running backs. Like, yeah. I don't know how great they can be. I don't know if either is, you know, a pro bowl, all pro running back. If e- But I also don't know if either has to be. If they're both good, like, Shime, you'll admit that if both of those guys rush for right around 1,000 yards, they have a good rushing attack. I would absolutely agree. Well, and that's why I said, like, in my head, it's like one and a half. I think combined, the two of them, good running game. Period. You have a good running game. I think, what does I a think, running game count for? Just one good player? Like you, you yeah, count in my the, opinion, the whole it's, cast? it's one good thing. Yeah, but if they're good also the time, catching the ball out of the backfield, that adds to you the dynamics of your passing game as well. 99% of the time, they're not going to be on the field together. So in my head, it is one spot. It is one position that you are good at. And then like outside of that, but like, like, and I've been saying this now for months, I don't, they don't have any foundational talent. They is don't. Mac, is Mac? To, to some people, yes. To me, no. Well, but the, the one thing I will say, if Mac is as good as his p- proponents believe mm-hmm. and his head and his leadership and his football IQ are as good as they say. Dark Horse MVP. He might just be the perfect guy for this offense right now to develop where he it's all on him. There's a lot of pressure to pick your spots, pick your matchups, go through your reads every single play. He won't have the luxury of just going, oh, I'm Tom Brady. I just throw to Gronk or Edelman when the going gets tough. Nope. He's going to have to read every play out. But I think if you're Fitzy optimistic, you can sell Mm -hmm. yourself on that idea. Well, and it's nice to be back in my lane as well. And Andy, before we get to our final segment with listener mail and a little potpourri, I'm actually going to grab this from the potpourri section since we're talking about who we believe could actually be a star or is good to very good. I heard pretty good from Shime. I think he and Ramondre are better than just pretty good and together could make for a rather dynamic, if healthy, rushing attack. NFL.com recently just posted a list of each team's under-the-radar breakout player for 2022, and NFL.com said their under-the-radar breakout player for the Pats is Damian Harris. 
How is that underrated and a breakout player? Like, I, I mean, what? So right, I'll, what, I'll tell you exactly what, what they said. going to improve by 100 His yards? breakout season with the Patriots like, was last year, 929 yards, 15 touchdowns, 4.6 yards per carry, 15 touchdowns most by a Pats player in first or second season, five 100-yard games. As the focal point of a Patriots offense in 2022, he appears prime for another double-digit touchdown season and his first 1,000-yard campaign has the talent to become one of the best running backs in the AFC. So uh, in my opinion, like uh, first, so first of all, I just think that's a bad article because the guy, the kid broke out last year. Like and, he had 15 touchdowns. It, but he's still, but I think yeah, when exactly. they say under the radar, he's not like Derrick Henry. He's not but like But they're not going to give him the football enough to get him to 12 or four, 13 right. or 1400 because they have Ramondre Stevenson. Like it's, it's going to be mm -hmm. balanced. They're not, again, you want him to be healthy if you are going to make a playoff run so you're not going to drive him into the ground in the first four or five weeks of the season giving him 20 carries a game it's just not how this offense is going to function yeah i i think he'll be fine i like I damian harris he I'm give a you bigger, what he gave last year and, and if he does that's a good year yes. i would include right. him in my list of good options good contributors whatever the good 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 is but for a breakout year he needs to hit like 1500 yards Right. Yeah, I would say I would say 13, 12, 13. But yeah, well, I would say 1200, 1200 yards and double digit touchdowns is kind of a breakout year. Unless we forget, it's also a free agency year for him as well. Yeah, I don't care about the touchdowns. Contract year. Cam Newton scored them like Ben Jarvis Green Ellis scored them. Damian Harris scored them. They're going to have short rushing touchdowns and they're going to score them. Uh, it's to me, it's more about big plays and explosive plays and getting over. And that's how you get over 1500 yards is you have some explosive. We'll say little little tagline here to this segment. Mm -hmm. Damian Harris loves him finishing runs in practice he treats it like he's running toward either the the uh end zone club there or the militia and like screaming at like he does this on the practice field like he starts yelling at like the five yard line like he really just scored and he's on the big board so he's sort of you know acting the part of once again being a uh playmaking touchdown scoring running back damian harris is officially awarded this episode of six rings and football things hardo moment of the week a segment that is imminently like. sponsorable if anyone from ad sales is currently listening. Spoiler They're alert. Not. They are probably not right now. Drop you can give probably. us a follow at Jumbo Heart, at Shime Time, and of course at Fitzy GFY. Who do you think could be the under-the-radar breakout player on the New England Patriots offense or defense in 2022?